to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast. I'm your host Katrina Van Eyck and we've got an absolutely fantastic interview to bring you today. So today we're going to be interviewing Simon Watkins. Simon started teaching and coaching in the UK in 1996, opening his first private swim school in 1999. Simon has taught and coached athletes at all levels of our sport from babies to Olympians and Paralympians. Simon is an Aston New South Wales director and a member of the Swim Australia Advisory Committee. Simon currently presents the Aston Swim Australia suite of courses, among which he presents modules for the development, advanced and performance coaching qualifications of Aston and Swimming Australia in Australia and overseas. Simon and his wife Hannah run WAT Sports, which operates swim schools in five facilities throughout New South Wales and Queensland, whilst consulting to many overseas swim schools and organisations. So as you can tell by his intro, Simon has so much knowledge and so much experience in swimming. He's been in the sport and in aquatics for over 20 years and not only coached some fantastic swimmers, but he's also swam himself to a very high level. So he knows what he's talking about, and we are very lucky to have him in Australia, being able to expand our aquatic industry and the knowledge of our swim teachers and coaches. So we're going to jump right in to my interview with Simon Watkins. So Simon, how did you start your journey in swimming? So for me, I think uh, the whole thing started as a, a learn to swim and then um, squad swimmer back in, in cold Wales in the middle of the valleys in South Wales. <laughs> Swimming's not exactly a major sport there, or it certainly wasn't in the early 80s when I started in the pool. <laughs> and it, it sort of evolved from there, squad swimming, swimming with the club and then eventually going down the path of teaching swimming for the, the local council and coaching as well at the club. Wow, so you've had experience in all different areas of swimming. Then as you went and you've developed your coaching and your swim teaching, how did swimming develop in your life from there? So I think uh, because I started teaching and coaching while I was still training in the pool myself, and I'm working at the, the local council pools as well. And from there, got asked to start looking at the, the council program for their Learn to Swim program and trying to update and, and get involved in that. And then becoming sort of administratively focused on the Learn to Swim program, coordinating the lessons at pool I was at myself to start with, then a bit wider across the, the network of four pools. And alongside that, finishing school and getting ready to go to uni to do sports science. And all those three things of training and working and studying sort of all fitted quite nicely together to create this, this sort of pathway that I didn't know was happening that was pushing me towards um, a bit of a longer career in, <laughs> in swimming. I love that. That's great that all those bits have come together. And as you said, you didn't know. And it was just now you've built this amazing career in swimming and aquatics has been your life. That's fantastic. Yeah, it sort of ended up that way. And I think, you know, I certainly 
didn't start working as a lifeguard and swimming teacher at 16 thinking that I'd be sitting here at nearly 40 saying to you, uh, this is all I've been doing for the last however many years. <laughs> but it, um, it's ended up that way. And it's actually been a fantastic journey for us and a fantastic journey for me and my family now. And hopefully we'll continue to be for a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more to come. And it's lucky that you're here in Australia. Australia's got you to be able to have your experience and bring up the swimming in Australia. I think that's great. And it's interesting how you say it all just fell into place because I think there's a lot of people like that, that sort of swimming becomes or aquatics just becomes their career out of nowhere. And I think that's great that people have that passion and can develop something around it. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, there's so many opportunities that can take you different places with the aquatic industry and opportunities that you would never have imagined when you first set out doing it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I certainly would never have imagined living in Australia or working in Australia or imagine building the businesses up or, or anything like that. It was sort of a bit of pocket money while I was in school and just see what happens sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, your pocket money's definitely gone well, expanded into big business, and I think that's great. <laughs> I love that. And there'll be lots of people out there hopefully thinking the same thing. So we can bring that to a new generation. And like you said, you don't know where it's going to go with technology and um, advances these years. Swimming can be such a different aspect in 5, 10, 20 years. So it'll be interesting. There might be job roles out there that people can't even think of now that they'll get in that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just meeting the right people along the way and being lucky enough to have the right tutors, presenters, mentors along the way, it just makes such a difference in how the pathway you follow ends up. Yeah, that's great. So what's been the biggest lesson that you've learned in your swimming journey or has there been a few lessons? I think there's probably been a few. Um, one that my wife would probably agree with is to uh, acknowledge that you're not always right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, especially starting my own business before I was 18 and having in my mind, this is where it's going to go and this is how it's going to be. Not really having so much of a customer focus as I probably should have. I learned a lot of things along the way there, that's for sure. I think also just the relationships and the importance of the relationships with other coaches, other teachers, other staff, certainly parents and, and athletes. And just acknowledging that there's so many parts to where you're going that are all coming out of how everybody's shaped you along the way. Yeah, that's true. And when I was talking to Julianne James earlier on, she was saying the same thing, that people influence you and you take different parts of what they do. You don't have to take everything. You don't have to immunate them, but you can take the knowledge or the part of their courses that you think works for you and then you that can influence you and then you can go on and take more out of someone else and it continues yeah without a doubt i think you certainly don't realize sitting in a cold room in cardiff in 1996 as a 15 year old doing your first swimming teachers course you don't realize that the person in front of you is is one of the legends of of the sport back in wales and 
also just training in a local club up in the valleys. You don't realize how special somebody like your coach is or how much influence they're going to have for such a big part of your life moving forward. And I think just being able to walk into every situation, every, every lecture theater, every webinar, which is the new big thing, obviously, <laughs> with that open mind of, right, I'm going to get something out of here. And a, a really good friend of mine from the industry, Debbie Totoli, one of the things that she'll tell you is anything she goes to, she'll always get at least three things out of. And I really love that that's the mindset when she walks into everything. Uh, I think it's a, a real good thing to think about. Yeah, and that's it. You always learn something new. I know when I, my mentor, I've been to a lot of her presentations. Every time I go, I find something new, whether it's something about her or I learn something about myself. And then, you know, I go to another conference and I learn something else and I always try and get to her stuff. So even though I've seen what she talks about, I still get new bits out of it each time. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, on the ASTA international conferences that we've been doing for the last couple of years, I've been lucky enough to be on a few with Laurie Lawrence. And obviously, if there's a chance to sit through and listen to Laurie, I take it. <laughs> and even though the presentation could be similar from time to time, because he's talking about his experience, as you said, there's always something new you can pick up out of that presentation each time you, you sit through and, and take notice of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I found also doing both those aquatic supervisor courses, you learn so much and learn in different ways and things can be related in different ways. What you and Debbie taught, you know, there's stuff I learned from that and I learned from Joe and I think just, I love going to those things and learning a lot more. I'm a bit of a course hog as my husband says. <laughs> my advice to anyone in the industry would be to get to as much as you can and keep going to as much as you can. Yep, that's right. So what's been the highlight of your journey so far? I think um, this is probably something that lots of parents would say, but I'm a, a fairly new parent. So uh, being in the water with Sky, my daughter, for her first ever time in the pool has been my, my highlight. And being part of an industry that can be such a big part of her life moving forward and being able to watch that journey with her and sharing all those experiences with her it's got to be one of my most exciting things to be looking forward to oh that's fantastic that's gorgeous oh i love it we'll keep this on file and then when she gets older she can listen back to it and that that's gorgeous you can embarrass her yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's a lot of people that said that Gary said working with his family has been great and connecting with his family Hayden even said that too that going back to that learn to swim and taking his children in has actually given him that experience and developed his coaching more because of the fact he's had to go back and do the fundamentals with his own children yeah look I, I think it's such a special gift that we're we're giving to people you know, obviously a life skill, but that whole gift of an activity they can do for the rest of their life, they can enjoy, they can make it a career if they wish, they can do whatever they want to do with it and go wherever they want to go with it. And especially presenting courses and things where you're giving that opportunity for people to, to start a new career or develop in their career. Yeah, and I, I think wherever you are in the industry, 
you should always be still finding yourself in that learn to swim space. Mm. I teach in the water still every week. You know, one of my favorite parts of the week is, is getting in and taking a learn to swim class. <laughs> yeah, it just brings it back and grounds you again, I think, which is great. And that's good that you want to come back to that. Learn to swim is such a big thing. I mean, with my kids, I love it because of the fact that my husband nearly drowned and to give them that experience and knowledge, you know, it means that they're going to be safe and they're not going to have to experience what he goes through. Yeah, absolutely. It really is that gift to give to families of safety and security and knowing that you can be out there playing in the backyard if there's a pool and there's not a problem or you can be on holidays or you can be at the beach or, you know, um, not so much a factor in Wales, but certainly in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> can go out on those pebbly cold beaches in Wales. <laughs> so was there anyone that played a big role in your swimming, Jenny, like a mentor or a family member? Or was there a few? Yeah, look, there's definitely a few. I think um, probably one of the, the two biggest influences uh, that started me off would be um, two I mentioned earlier. One person, my coach is a swimmer, Phyllis. She's been just a, an amazing, um, steadfast part of swimming in my life ever since I can remember. I think when I met her in the early 80s, well, I actually think she looks younger now, so I'm not sure if she was a robot sent to her in the 80s <laughs> to teach swimming. Um, <laughs> she, she would say it's because she doesn't have the stress of coaching me anymore. Um, <laughs> like that. But she's obviously retired these days, but I still send her videos of my athletes and we talk on the phone about how the club's going and what I'm doing with them. And uh, to me, something I've always been interested in in our sport has been those quiet achievers that you see going along to things or you may just see them on pool deck at a meet and somebody may look over and think, well, well, how up to date would that person be? And that was sort of typical of Phyllis, my coach. And I know she was the most up to date person on deck anywhere because she's the person that taught me if there's information out there, you go and get it. You go and make sure you understand it. If you don't, you keep going back and you go to the next training course and you got the next one and the next one and the next one. And um, I think to to watch somebody who'd been in the industry for a very long time still being extremely hungry for information and knowledge and how to put it into practice. That has really been a, something that I've taken on through my career. And, and I would put that down to Phyllis, my coach, completely. Wow, I really like that. As you said, being still that hungry that's um, for knowledge is amazing. It shows that we never stop learning. And there's hope for me yet to be a course hog and always wanting to learn. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the other person I was going to mention was Shirley Borge, who taught my first ever swimming teacher's course. Um, when I met Shirley, she was the manager of the Wales Empire Pool, where Dawn Fraser had won gold at the Empire Games in Cardiff. Oh, wow. And that pool was later to be knocked down. We ended up being the last course ever taught there. Wow. And she'd been this massive institution in, in swimming in Wales for her whole life. 
unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But before that, we've kept in touch while I've been in Australia and we would phone each other and, and chat about what's going on in swimming here and in swimming there. And um, just a, a humble lady who'd been at the top of the sport for a long time, just lived and breathed swimming and been very open and generous with her knowledge and with her information. And again, it was something that I just looked at and thought that's something I'd like to be part of and um, be able to just be helping people along a journey like that. And then the last of my my three highlights of uh, of influences, I would say, is my wife. We met at a swimming pool, and I trained her as a swimming teacher. <laughs> she came on the course that I was presenting, <laughs> and then where we are right now, years later, uh, she's been a massive influence in the business and in moving things forward and just getting stuff done and. She's got an attitude in business and, and in aquatics that there's nothing that can't be achieved if you just set your mind to it and go for it. And um, yeah, she's, she just amazes me every day to watch how she gets stuff done. That's so sweet. Oh, well, she's going to have to listen to this now. <laughs> and I like that motto is that there's nothing you can't achieve in swimming. I think that's really, really great. And what influence you've had, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I just think when I look back, I think I've been extremely lucky. I, I look back at where I started and how things evolved. I think I've had very lucky run in the industry and um, I'm very grateful for everything it's given to me and to my family. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's an industry that can definitely if you've got the passion for it, it can take you a long way and, I, and give back to you as much as you give to it, which is good. So those mentors have had such an influence in your life and obviously your wife's going to continue doing that. You've spoken about your advice of going and doing lots of courses and learning a lot and learning from different people. Is there any other advice you'd give to a new swim teacher or a new coach coming out of training now? Look, I, I think a new teacher, a new coach, just be a sponge is my, um, my advice to start with. You just, just have an open mind of everything. You might listen to some presenter on a course, potentially me, and think, well, this guy hasn't got a clue what he's talking about. But <laughs> just keep your mind open and, and see if there's any little section you can get out of it that's going to benefit you and you can take away with you and, and turn it into something of your own. I remember doing another course quite early on in my career and the presenter saying, whatever you say on this course when we're passing ideas around, I'm just gonna tell you up front that I will steal it if it's a good idea <laughs> and I will take it and use it. And that's something I've taken onto my courses because I think that part of presenting a course and part of why I like presenting courses is learning through the interaction and the the situations that we bring up and everybody's bringing different thoughts to the table and different situations different experiences and there's so much you can learn from you can learn from a new teacher the same as you can learn from an experienced teacher yeah that's exactly right there's so much in it and that's my thoughts entirely i've we were speaking before about the podcast and why i started it 
and there's been a lot that I've learned from everyone that I've interviewed and there's always notes I'm always writing notes I've got ideas a list of ideas that people have given I'm oh I'm going to use that and I'm going to try this and just background of where to go and what to do and who to talk to I think that's an amazing thing and learning as you do a course like you said you may not know what that person's done but taking a bit of information from that you never know it could find your wife or a husband yeah, that's right and I think um, as well just understanding that lots of people in in our industry have either previous careers or they have previous experiences they may have another career at the same time and there's so much they can bring to the table and it hasn't got to be they're a new teacher so what can I learn from them you know everybody's turning up with different experiences from all sections of the world and um, you just take as much as you can and turn it into something you can use that's right exactly right perfect I'll take that section out and have it playing in the background so I remember that because yeah it's definitely it it's so true for you can learn from everyone and so many people have life experience outside the water which can influence it moving on and seeing hopefully past corona and what it's going to be like from there what does swimming look like for you in the future i think at the moment the picture for us is probably just exciting i think regardless of what's gone on with the pandemic and how we've unfortunately had to close or scale back operations whatever your situation is the fact is that we're all presented now with an opportunity of a, a clean slate and a, an ability to, to set things up the way we want, how we want, who we want, and just really go for it. If I was starting a business at the moment or in a young business at the moment, I'd just be excited that this is an opportunity to, to grow and move into a new space and just expand. Yeah, I like that. And it is. It's we've had to pivot we've had to develop new ways of working i think it's great to see what that can bring into the future and how swimming can develop there is so much more out there for it we can change and we can pivot and make it brand new and it'll be great yeah and i think we've got to remember as well parents are hungry for activities for kids right now they haven't been able to have anything normal so to speak happening and we're one of the activities that they can come back to or they can engage in for the first time if they weren't with us before. And we just need to promote what we're doing, what's the, the plus point, and sell that product and get out there and get people in the water. Perfect. I like that. Well, that ties right in and straight to our next question, which is how as an individual and an industry can we promote and develop swimming? to help build participation numbers, but also not to rely on so much funding? So for me, I think you've just got to get out there shouting it from the rooftops. I think in Australia, you've got a few people who are massively helpful in that situation. You've got Laurie and Emma Lawrence who are pumping out the Kids Alive to the Five message. And, and that is just free advertising for everybody's swim school. And everybody should be thank, thanking them from the bottom of their heart or the bottom of their wallet because they are selling the message for you and saving you 
millions in advertising. And I, I think we just have to be pushing ahead to say, look, this is an activity you can do all year round. You can do it from the cradle to the grave. This is something you should all be doing. We should be embracing master swimming and creating one clubs where there's no difference from you go from a kids club to a master's club. It's just a smooth transition where in the middle period of 18 to whatever, you go to both meets and you just enjoy different sections of different meets. You go from being the oldest swimmer in a regional junior carnival to being the youngest swimmer in a regional master's carnival and going for dinner afterwards. We just need to have a wider vision of what we can offer to the community and how important our spot is in the community and just push hard at it. Yeah, and that's it. It is. It's a, a sport or a, for life. Everyone can do it from, like you said, cradle to grave. And we need to push that out there. We need to expand it. It's a low-impact sport, so it's suitable for everyone just to be able to give people those opportunities. It's, you know, what we need to do. We need to put it out there and promote it and run off what, like you said, what Laurie and Emma and the family have been doing. It's We can use that opportunity to then develop it into something bigger and better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, we have to remember we're in a very diverse industry. So you can have somebody like Julianne James doing the PABA stuff. You can have your aquarobics. You can have any water-based activity. You want the kids to learn to swim first. You know, we should be embracing all those other water-based activities and joining in with them to sell the message that come to swimming lessons first so that you're safe doing this. Yeah, that's right. And I've been speaking to other people in the podcast and they've been saying the same thing. It's a part of every water-based activity. You need to be able to learn to swim for that. And I mean, here in Victoria, we have a big Southern 80, which is the um, speedboat trials and the water skiing. And how cool would it be to go to a competition like that and say, all the spectators, I have thousands of spectators there. They had to say, well, look, you guys could do this if you had the learn to swim side. If you're, what if your kids were confident in the water? Look at to see what they can do. Exactly right. And I think, you know, just look at those opportunities. Look at water parks. Look at all these different things that parents may take kids to. Yeah. And make sure you're out there front and centre to say, this whole day is going to be a much nicer experience for everyone if your kids can already learn to swim. Yep, that's right. That's brilliant. I'm going to put that down. That's another one for the ideas list. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. It's just an all-round view of we need to work together and we need to connect as an industry and promote other sports while promoting our own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, you know, internally in the industry, be open, be connected, be chatting with everyone you can. You know, these things that you're doing are fantastic because you're speaking to all these different people and you're putting information out there for people to hear and see. And the more we can just connect as an industry and speak to each other and, and try and help each other, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, it builds a, a unified industry if we're all working together and we're all trying to achieve the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, be an open book. 
be a sponge and be ready to get as much information and knowledge as you can connect with each other and very importantly i think be kind to each other everybody turns up to work as a swimming teacher or a swimming coach or a swim school manager or owner to do a good job nobody turns up with the intention of not getting it right mm. and sometimes it doesn't go right but we're all there for the same reason that's right perfect well thank you very much for coming on as usual i've learned so much from you there's and I hope everyone else has as well. You've got such a, a knowledge base to share. Um, it's great that you could come on and have a chat. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it.